Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 5. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Now here's a litmus test to know if somebody's honoring God. Do they honor Jesus as the Son of God? And I don't care what they tell you. I don't care if they tell you that they love Jesus and Jesus is important to them. But he's not God, Mr. J.W. You're wrong. If you don't honor Jesus, you don't honor God. I did not make that up. I didn't make that up. Don't shoot the messenger. I did not make that up. It's right here. It's in verse 23. Right there. That all shall honor Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor. See it right there? It's right there. It's in red. Right there. I didn't make this up. You can't say you love God and you don't love Jesus. Now, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait until everybody's clapping your hands. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. You can't say that. You can't say that. The test is, do they value Jesus? You can do a lot of religious stuff and not value Jesus. Somebody please say amen. You can do charities and give the good works and give a lot of money and help the Jerry's kids and help the people's. Trying to think of some other helpful people, <laughs> helpless people. You can do all of that and not value Jesus because the truth is, Jesus is the only way to heaven. And if you don't honor Jesus, you aren't honoring the Father. He's the only way to heaven. That's what the Bible says. Listen to this uh, C.S. Lewis, mere Christianity. Listen to this. He writes, Many people say about him, Jesus, I am ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. This is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool and you can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let none of us come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Isn't that awesome? He did not intend to. Most assuredly, look at verse 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears. Now, in the Greek language, 
It's in the continual tense, in the present continual. So it reads, he who hears and continually hears my word. You look at verse 24, my word and believes, continually believes in him has right now everlasting life and shall not come into judgment. Right now, if we continually hear the message of the gospel, not some distorted version of it, but the pure message, two things happen. Number one, we will will not only will we have eternal life, we already have eternal life. And we not only, number two, will we not come into condemnation, but we have already passed through judgment and condemnation and are safe on the other side. Are you glad about it? Why? Because Jesus became the judgment for us. When somebody gives their life to Christ, listen, look at me, please. When someone gives their life to Christ, this is a holy moment. I have seen in my 18 years of preaching where I'm doing an altar call or whatever at the end of the service and People get up and they leave because maybe they're trying, the church is packed and they're trying to get out of the parking lot before all the traffic and all that kind of stuff. Listen, I'm from the old school, y'all, and I still believe in respect for God. Am I by myself? Two people, three, four. I still believe in respect for God. I still believe in respect for God's house. I still believe that, 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 that in the spiritual realm, and when someone is giving their life to Christ and there has been an altar call and people are getting saved, that is a holy spiritual moment. I really honestly believe, let me take it one step up. I really honestly believe if you could peel back reality, I believe you would see uh, angels of God and, and angels of the devil duking it out and fighting it out over the soul of that individual. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where you at? I really believe that. It's that spiritual. And, and, and there's a holy moment, there's a spiritual bridge being built of someone being transferred from the kingdom of darkness and to the kingdom of light, just like that, they're crossing over. So if we, somebody to get up and walk out during that time, that doesn't make sense to me. You should be in here praying. You, we need spiritual prayer warriors and people to guard and pray and somebody say, preach, pastor, amen, something. <laughs> God and pray and, and, and stand watching because of, there's a battle going on. There's a spiritual battle going on. And it's an amazing, awesome thing when people get saved. And not only is there a bridge that's being built that's happening in the spiritual realm, but also at that time, Christ's death becomes your death. His crucifixion becomes your crucifixion. His curse becomes our curse on the cross. His life becomes our life. His resurrection becomes our resurrection. And that's why the Bible says we have already passed from death to life because our judgment was already placed on him. Now we've passed through that because we're in him And now we receive the righteousness of Christ. You see? So it's a holy moment. It's a spiritual thing that, that's happening when someone gives their life to Christ. It, 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 it's, it, it's a moment where we need to be in prayer. Look at verse 25. The hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will do what? 
live. Now, remember I told you in John's gospel, it is written, listen, John's gospel is written to inspire belief in Jesus. That's the whole book is written for that one purpose. Is to cause you to believe in Jesus. John chapter 20, write it down if you haven't already. John chapter 20, verse 30 through 31. And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life in his name. John is telling us about how Jesus raises the dead in verse 25, because he wants us to believe in Jesus as the Son of God and have eternal life. John is writing to help unbelievers come to faith in Christ and to help believers keep on believing and go deeper in their faith. The hour is coming and is now here. The hour is here because the mighty voice of Jesus is here. The main point is Jesus raises the dead. Now, again, a very critical statement for the Jew because the Jews believe that Jehovah God held three great keys. Write it down. Number one the key to open heaven, that it might rain. The key to open, number two, the wound and grant conception at birth. And then number three, the key to open the grave and to raise the dead. The Jew believed that Jehovah, God the Father, alone reserved the right, held the key to open the grave. Jesus comes along and says, I have the power to raise the dead. For all those who hear my voice and believe. Do y'all get how this is incensing them? Jesus is affronting them. I, I honestly believe Jesus is trying to insult them. Because their belief is based on rules and rituals and legalism and the Talmud and the Mishnah, which is all written by man. Jesus says, I have the keys. When he says, I have the keys, again, he's saying, I am God. Hello? And they're getting more angry and more angry and more angry. And by this point, their ears are bomb and their eyes are popping out. You know, like the cardinal, bomb, bomb. It's like they're, they're freaking out. The Bible says everyone who has died, everyone, whoever lived, will be raised from the dead. Now listen, and this is important. Everyone will be raised from the dead. Now what happens after? you are raised from the dead, that's another question. Where you spend eternity, that's another question. Where you stand in judgment, that's another question. Will you stand at the beam of seat and receive rewards or will you stand at the great white throne judgment and be condemned? That's another question. But what I'm telling you right now is that every single human being who ever, 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 ever walk the face of this earth will be raised in judgment. Millions of Chinese, millions of Nigerians and Indonesians and Germans and Asians and Americans. Jesus will raise Julius Caesar from the dead. Judas Iscariot, 
the prophet Isaiah, Michelangelo, Michael Jackson, Johann Sebastian Bach, Marilyn Monroe, Adolf Hitler, Kurt Cobain, Princess Diana. He will raise them all from the dead and they will all stand before him and you too. And everyone will hear his voice. Think about that. Think about, you know, we talk about this power in his name, don't we? Well, there's power. We sing songs. There's power in the name of Jesus. Think about this. There's power in his voice. This is the one who spoke to nothingness and it obeyed. That's power. When you can say light be and light is, that's power. He speaks to nothingness. Y'all ain't hearing me. He speaks to nothingness and nothingness obeys him. There's power in his voice. The same voice that spoke to nothingness will be the same voice who raises the dead and the decomposed bodies and matter will obey and stand before him. And of course, we've seen over and over Jesus' power to raise the dead. We don't have time to go through it, but Matthew chapter 9. Uh, Jesus said to the girl, Talitha Kumai, Danzel arise, and she immediately got up. You know the story in Luke chapter 7? The grieving mother who lived in the city of Nain, her husband had died, and now, uh, and now her son has died. And there's a funeral procession going by, and Jesus sees it, and he sees the hurting mother, and he touches the casket. He says, don't cry, and he touches the coffin and, and, and says, arise, and the used-to-be-dead boy sat up. And who can talk about raising the dead and not talk about Lazarus? Jesus, if you had been here, our brother wouldn't have died. I am the resurrection and the life, and whoever believes in me shall not, y'all need to hear me, whoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. Lazarus, come forth. Jesus has the power to raise the dead. The raising of the dead is the supreme of all miracles that Jesus did. And Jesus is saying, back to our text, Jesus is saying, you think it's something that I told a crippled guy to get up? Wait till you see who I tell to get up before this is all over. Jesus is saying, I'm going to tell people to get up who have been dead for a long time. There's not, there's not going to be a, just a get up and grab your mat. Their bodies are going to come back together and they're going to rise from the dead. Look at verse 26 and 27. For as the father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself and has given him authority because, why? In verse 27. He is a son of man. Now listen, write it down. The son of man is used 20 times in, God, in John's gospel, 80 times in all four gospels, and 94 times in the entire New Testament, the son of man. When Jesus said, listen, I'm trying to help y'all. Stay with me. I know it's hot. Stay with me. When Jesus said the son of man, he used that title the Jew immediately thought, Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. I was watching in the night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him, and then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all people's nations, languages should serve him. 
His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. Every Jew knew this passage of Scripture. So when Jesus said this, they understood Jesus to be saying all kingdoms and all dominion and all glory would go to him and his kingdom, and he would be the judge of the world. And then in verse 28, look at verse 28, Jesus said, do not marvel that I said this. Now, why did Jesus say, do not marvel that I said this? Because they're standing there marveling that he said this. They can't believe it. Again, their ears are wah, their eyes are wah. What is he saying? You mean he is standing here and the audacity to tell us that all kingdoms, all authority, all dominion is given and judgment is given to him? Don't you understand? He is trying to incense them and he is trying to help them to understand that he is God. All who are in the grave, look at verse 28 through 30. All who are in the grave will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Jesus has given us some more of the clearest teaching on the resurrection. Three crystal clear facts if you're taking notes. Number one, there will definitely be life after death. Number two, every person will be affected by it. And number three, mankind will fall into two categories, the resurrection of life and the resurrection of condemnation. And they're angry because a lame man took up his bed and walked on the Sabbath. And Jesus said, there's going to come a day when everyone's going to get up and walk, not from the pool, but from the grave. And again, Daniel chapter 12, verse 2 comes into play. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Daniel is talking about two resurrections or two categories. Those who are resurrected to life and those who are resurrected to condemnation. Listen, the Bible says someday you and I are going to be raised from the dead. Not unless we go in the rapture first. I personally would rather go in the rapture. I want, and I want to go in the rapture largely because I think it will be more exciting. I think just the dead, the whole dead thing is just boring. And a little anticlimactic, I think. I would want, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, if you die, you just die. It's just like, you, you know, hey, we're, hey, well, he's, he's dead. He's dead. You just die. I mean, it's, it's a little, you know, anti-climatic. The rapture now, that will be exciting because the Bible says a trumpet is going to sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So, the, the rapture is, I, I just want to feel the speed. I mean, I'm going to hear the trumpet sound. I'm ready, y'all. I am ready. I don't know if y'all ready. Y'all ready? I hope you're ready. I'm ready. 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 When the rapture comes, I'm going to hear that trumpet sound. I'm going to get in the rapture position. That's what I call, that's what I call the rapture position. As soon as I hear, da, 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 it's like the king is coming or something. I'm like... I could be making rice. I'm going to stop. 
Because I, I want to get the full blast. I want to be in a position to take off. Dad, this dad, you know, you die, you die. You know, I will, you, know you die. And, okay, if I have to die, you know, I'd probably rather die here uh, in the pulpit. Uh, just, you know, like, uh, most assuredly I say unto you, I like Pastor Rodney tired. That man be down. Y'all need to get that man some rest. Somebody come up here. Hey, Pastor. No, he dead, y'all. He dead. That's a little anticlimactic. I'd rather be raptured, actually. And uh, it would be a lot more fun. But the Bible says that we're all going to be raised or raptured. And at that time, your decomposed body will obey the voice of the Son of God. Somebody say amen. And you will rise. I will wait. I will wait, and you'll rise from the dead, and you'll face him, and Jesus is going to look at your face and look at your life, and he's not looking for perfection, but evidence, evidence that you're in him, evidence that you've given your life to him, that will be seen in good works, so you give your life to him, and then you do good works, not the other way around, because if it's the other way around, then it's works and you're trying to prove to God that you're a good person so you can go to heaven. So you want to honor the Father but not honor Jesus and do good works. Don't work that way. You have to honor the Father and honor Jesus and accept Jesus and understand and believe the claims that he makes for himself, receive him into your life. Then you do good works like you're a greeter, you're on the worship team, you work with the children, change the poopy diapers and all of these things, and you're serving the Lord, being doing nice things, and God sees that as something that honors him, evidence that you're trusting and resting and receiving him. Somebody once said, no Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no life. No Jesus, Raised to the resurrection of judgment. No Jesus. Raised to the resurrection of life. And blessings. And reward. The choice is yours. If you know Jesus. You'll fall into that category of resurrection to life. If you don't know Jesus. You'll fall in the category of condemnation. Everlasting life is as easy as believing, trusting, and relying on what Jesus said about himself as God. And if you don't believe, you'll die in your sins. Did you hear me? If you don't believe, again, don't shoot the messenger. I didn't write this stuff. If I had it my way, everybody go to heaven. But it ain't my way. I'm not God. God says, you must believe in his son. And if you believe in his son, then you go to heaven. And at the end of the day, listen, if you follow me on Facebook, you know I've made this my status. And I mention it often. A sinner may go to hell unsaved, but he can't go to hell unloved. The reality is God loves you. Even if you reject him, 
he loves you still. Remember, he died for a Christ-rejecting world. He didn't die with a world of people who were loving on him. He died and came into a world of people who hated him. And he died anyway. I'm glad one person understand that. Praise the Lord. He died for a Christ-rejecting world. And he loves you still. For God so loved the world. Come on, say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is what the Bible says, that God loves you still. But God wants you to give your life to him and give your heart to him so that you can spend eternity with him. And if you die, then you'll be raised to the resurrection of life. And if you don't die and then you rapture, then you just get this position with me and, and, and we just go on up together. That's what God wants, right? Am I right about it? That's what he wants. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.